context. You need to know your context. Mm -hmm. And so if you just, you know, lackadaisically pick up your scripture and you're trying to, to, um, to find out information mm -hmm. or prove a point yeah. to somebody, which I feel like is what we do a lot of times as Christians. We're trying to prove our point Defense. rather than letting the Spirit work through you. Um, you are... You're, you're miss if you miss that context that 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 it's referenced in, then you're missing out mm -hmm. on those layers. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible is a progressive book. Daddy talked to we talked about that a lot. Daddy talked about that this morning. You know, it it doesn't just reveal itself to you one time. That's why you know it's a living and breathing thing because it mm -hmm. continues to reveal. Um, it's it it's mysteries right. and its revelations to you mm -hmm. the more you um the more you look through it and the more you dig through it and and, and that's and sometimes we might not have you know you, you alluded to a little bit about people being tunnel vision maybe we have not done a, a, a good enough job per se of mm -hmm. showing people how to look at scripture in its context not just the grammatical context mm -hmm. in which we find it in a book but go beyond that to the historical context what's the background information what's going on here and and when you see certain things in scripture like you know if jesus is teaching or somebody else like well why did he say that yeah. at that particular moment yeah. well if you know some of the geographical right. background historical background you understand that's exactly mm -hmm. you know why he said and that's that. the challenge in preaching because you do and i do I watch people when I preach. Mm -hmm. I'm watching their faces. I'm watching their body language. I, I want to see what's going on. That's just what I do. Some folks can't do that, and that's okay. But I do. I, I enjoy that. And that's one of the reasons I, I don't use extensive notes when I preach. I memorize, and I'm, I, I can do that. But So I can wa watch folks. And if you get too far into context, mm -hmm. e either grammatical context or historical, yeah, you can them. see it in their eyes, you can see it on their face, you mm -hmm. can see them begin to, that down go their eyes, pages begin to turn, or heads begin to nod, and you, you can lose a congregation. There's two or three out there that you can see are yeah. soaking it in, soaking mm -hmm. that they need that. And there's a great group out there that if you're not careful, Mm -hmm. yeah. Or maybe it should be done better at the Bible study time, like Sunday school or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Right. But like you said, there's just not a lot of people who just... Really but, if, but if they... But, but somehow is, if we could... It's important. If we could teach get, our people how to study mm -hmm. the living word, yeah. it will just come up more alive right. to them and they'll begin to understand it. And, yeah. and, and, and you do and I do. I try to do that. I try to interject that and, uh, and I push the limits on that in doing it. I, I give more and more and more. And in the COVID world, where at, at our church, we, we haven't got back to a full choir and all of that yet. So they crazily turned the service over to me at five minutes after 11 or 10 minutes after 11. We got time now. And then I'll, yeah, I don't. So I'm we a, get 30 minutes of historical context. Yeah. <laughs> and, 30 minutes of, me, and then 30 minutes of preaching. That's right. And Which, all the Isabella people are saying, oh, we're so glad we got the choir going back. 30 minutes of context and 30 minutes of application. Is that what it is? Which for me is great because I love context. Yeah. You know, but you can tell, I mean, you can tell who doesn't. Yeah. And, but, you, I mean, I will say I, that at our church, it's become more and more people enjoy it. And mm -hmm. I think you just have to, to have. You have to feed that diet. So yeah. You have to. And, because and your average you, Bible you, reader that's, you know, your young, your young adult is really looking for application. Mm -hmm. They're looking for, okay, this Bible is supposed to be mm -hmm. alive. It's supposed to be my instruction manual. 
what am I supposed to do with it? Right. What is it saying to me in the context of where I am in my life, mm-hmm. raising my family or getting this job or existing in the world or culture that we live in today? How is this supposed to be relevant to me? How is it supposed to speak to me? And if a pastor me? will go somewhere and stay planted, you've been here at Antioch 25 years. I've been in Isabella going on 14. Your people get to know you mm-hmm. and understand mm-hmm. you, and mm-hmm. then they begin to have an appreciation for what you do. And it's that long term where you mm-hmm. start to see the big, mm-hmm. the big dividends in your people's right. lives. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this is vital to Scripture, and I don't know that we've we've properly positioned it. Scripture is to be listened to. Mm-hmm. As you read Scripture or hear hear or someone else, you're to listen to what's going on. You're, you're to hear that voice of God. God is a speaking God. Mm-hmm. We we miss that sometimes. Of all the other, no other God can. There are no mm-hmm. other gods. I understand, but the the all the voices out there, there is no other speaking God that can truly speak. And God starts off in Genesis one. Yeah. Speaking, mm-hmm. and he doesn't quit. And the Jewish existence. people realized that. Yes. Because mm-hmm. they knew when they saw that, <clears throat> that was God speaking. Mm-hmm. And so when you open, what I've tried to teach our folks is when you open the book and you start reading it, don't just read the book. Listen, what is God saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as you begin to do that, you, yeah. you begin to hear what he, and, and to hear that, you've got to know the context mm-hmm. You've got to know some of the history, and then it begins to come alive. Yeah. And those passages that you just used to just zoom by, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, God begins to speak to you out of those passages. And, and allow the book to read you right. yes. as you're yeah. reading it. That's right. And, and use your resources. We have so many resources now to, to give yourself time to understand. I was listening, again, to one of our podcasts that we listened to, and you know, so they always talk about kind of what their scripture reference is, you know, everything. And, and I try to go back and look at that. But he was saying that if you study the life of Jesus, you know, he starts out in Galilee when his ministry begins. And he has a very different tone when he's away from Jerusalem than he does when he is in Jerusalem. You know, and they're like, if you notice these things when he's talking, who his audience is, mm-hmm depends on the way his message is delivered, you know, and, and that is why we as Christians need to adopt that same, um, you know, sensitivity to your audience and understanding that because a lot of times we want to take our scripture and beat people over the head with it, you know, and, and Jesus did that at the appropriate time. Mm-hmm. Um, with the appropriate audience. It usually would be the religious audience right. that would catch his ire. And then that person, the woman at the well or the mm-hmm. adulteress, that and would that was be the, the application. One. Yeah, that would be the one. He'd never say sin was good. He mm-hmm. would never mm-hmm. do that, but he would handle that circumstance. And if you read the scripture like that, the scripture is sensitive to, to the different points in your life. Just just as it's progressive in its telling of God's story, it's progressive in its revealing in your life. So, you know, when you are being sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you through the scripture, it's not going to just, I mean, not, not to say it wouldn't happen, but more than likely, it's just not going to come out there and beat you over the head with how horrible of a person you are. And it's going to show you God's love. God's love, right. You know, and, and his, his desire for your life. You know, it points us from, you know, the beginning when God created the earth 
to how man fell, but in, to the end and how he's coming back to redeem his creation. So if you look at that, like the story that unfolds, that is how we as Christians should utilize scripture in, in, in our personal application, but also in how we deal with the world and the troubles that come to us through the world. And I think one of the greatest helps in scripture is one of the greatest hurts in scripture when it comes to this, and that is our modern chapter verse division right. of the Bible. Man, wonderful help when I can tell my audience, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 10, verse so-and-so. But we chop the scripture up too when we go and divide mm -hmm. it because it was not originally written in a chapter verse format. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it was written depending on what and genre and groups of thoughts and what genre of scripture it was mm -hmm. written in, how, how it was written. And so sometimes you just miss the entire flow of thought that God is wanting to speak to you through by breaking it up. And, and so I recommend folks get them a good Bible that that does not have chapter and verse division. And there's some good ones out there mm -hmm. that, that you can read it in, in paragraph or in mm -hmm. manuscript form rather than reading it like we do. That, I'm talking about study. You need your, everybody needs a, definitely, I'm thankful mm -hmm. that, that right. what was around the 1300s, 12, 1300s, that we uh, had it divided up into the uh, chapter verse division similar that we have now. But but also, if you want to listen for God to speak to you, mm -hmm. you need to get a version that doesn't have that so you can begin to see the flow of Scripture. Well, and that just kind of leads into there are different ways to study the Bible. There's, Absolutely. you know, those ways where um, you guys preach um, expositorily. Is that a word? Yes. Um, where you go through verse by verse and sometimes word by word and you, you take it apart in order to deliver the exact meaning that is behind each and every verse. But there are other ways to study scripture and, you know, and depending on what it is you're trying to draw from it. If, like you said, you're trying to listen, there's those those Bibles that are written for that. If you're trying to find a specific meaning, you know, the study Bibles that are out there. And, and so there's different ways to, to study mm -hmm. depending on where you are and, and what your purpose is and whether, you know, it's your time that you've devoted and, and how much you've devoted to, to that particular sit down, uh, to read. And I know, um, a long, long time ago, I was telling Jason when I was kind of getting more interested in the historical mm -hmm. uh, concepts and, and aspects of the Bible, I was like, do they make a Bible that's written in chronological order? Because you can't tell me that this book came before <laughs> this book, but it's after that book in the Bible. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And so, I ha like, they have chronological Bibles mm -hmm. that yeah, hubby do. you went and bought me one because you're so good. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, it's this thick, but it it's is confusing, it is. For a novice, <laughs> yes. for a novice studier to, for like us, it, it's, and I know Our brains are so it. number yes. order mm -hmm. that we think that Genesis and then this should happen and this, and that should all Let's just see. fall in line. So we were, Daddy was <laughs> preaching at it. We're, of course, we're in Daniel right now, but we always have a um, reference we always we, we have a scripture reading and then we get into our study and daddy was talking about um, Esther because we were we were talking about something specific because we're in the part of Daniel where it's talking about the coming 
um, kingdoms like the four horns and the little horn and all that stuff. And he's like, and this is pointing to, you know, if you go back and you read the book of Esther, well, if you look at your Bible, you got to go back. To Daniel's go right here. <laughs> and you go way it, it, back the, over here to get the to Esther. It's just laid out in genres. Yeah. You have the law and then you have But the, if you look at where yeah. she was, Esther would actually be over here past, yeah. you know, right. all the prophets, you know, right. and right. everything. So well, it you, is for you our come order. up to Ezra and Nehemiah. You come up to Nehemiah. That's the whole history. You mm -hmm. stop and you do the, the, uh, the uh, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and then wisdom you, the poetry. Mm -hmm. Then you start the history with the prophets almost back over yes. again until mm -hmm. you come to, to the end, Malachi. Well, Malachi and Nehemiah are, you know, Contemporary. Well, not quite, but pretty well, much I mean, alike. Yeah. Well, like yeah. First Kings, Second Kings, and First Second Chronicles, they're the same, mm -hmm. yet from different perspectives, points, perspectives mm -hmm. and points of view. Mm -hmm. So you you have to see that and know. But if you don't know that, but if you don't, and that's it. That's what I was telling Jason earlier when we were kind of talking before we came. I was like, you know, we could do like this may be like a part two segment or something where we just talk about how the Bible that we have today came to be the way it is, the way it's organized, why it's organized in that manner, because I feel like that is something that we are weak in, mm -hmm. that your average church goer who, you know, may have their 20, 30 minute devotional mm -hmm. time every day, who tries to do their reading and, and fit it into this busy we, lifestyle that we We showed a video of that at church one night right. about how, how we got what we got. And you know, a lot of people are like, "Wow, thank you. That was so informative." But yeah. I'm also I'm some more confused, more confused than now than ever because it can't it can't be. I drew it out. You may yeah. have it in that or uh, for I our Bibles. I, yeah. I had our folks go to their content page, um, and uh, we I drew out the Bible and how it's arranged. You can put it in your uh, your con in your table of contents there and do that. And I'm trying to think of the author that does that. So he's a great author that does that, and his name will not come to my mind right now, but I will get it and give it out mm -hmm. over this because uh, he's one of those authors everybody needs to have in there. Uh, mm -hmm. Especially if you're going to be a teacher or if you're going to be a student, he, he's one of those. And if, it's, if it doesn't come to mind, I will, uh, I will get his name. And, uh, yeah, and some, you know, just like going back to the Old Testament, some don't realize how some of the things were passed down by oral tradition right. before mm -hmm. they were ever started. Mm -hmm. You know, laying it down on page. Yeah, well, all, all well, that that uh, Moses, Moses wrote, wrote had to have been <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I mean, because that happened way before that's Moses. Right. That's, that's right. right. Well, before his time yeah. was, you know, the, the first, first five, twelve. Yeah, well, um, not all of them. Well, but at least most of Gen twelve chapters of Genesis. Yeah, yeah but, that's what I'm saying. At least the first twelve chapters of Genesis were strictly oral tradition. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you get into more that may have been written in some sort after that, leading up to to his mm -hmm. life that you get into. And then people point, well, you know, like, well, okay, the Bible says, you know, a literal creation, and there's others who point toward evolution. But if you look at some of these great, um, like Frank Turk and Norman Geisler, mm -hmm. they did a book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Mm -hmm. And they're making the point in their book, you have to have more faith to believe there is not a creator mm -hmm. than a creator. And the first half of that book, they never bring God into the equation. Mm -hmm not once and they're just showing how science mm -hmm. proves the first few chapters of the book of Genesis. Right. It doesn't disprove it, it proves mm -hmm. it more and more. And then they lure you in, okay, and then they show, okay, this is this is what God did. And that's a good great every, job every, of that. Everyone ought to have that book. Yes. That is right. uh, even if you don't if apologetics is not your thing and you don't want to go out, that gives you just such a good foundation yes. to uh to be for scripture to, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, just, just to be able to defend 
Um, and I think people maybe misunderstand when we use defend. It's not right. that it's an argumentative thing. It's a, to know to know what you know. Yeah. An understanding you know, to of be why. able to mm -hmm. talk um, passionately, but also knowledgeably right. about but, about. Well, and it's the number one is. argument that people come to yeah. when you yeah. start trying to present the Bible to someone is, well, you can't tell me that it's all truth because man wrote it. Mm -hmm. Like no man can write anything. And, and you know, and, and for people who are not believers or who uh, don't understand faith and, and don't, and you can't get to the point where you are able to explain and prove to them all these things in that one quick or one brief moment. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's the first thing we're always faced with is, well, how do you know that it's all true? Uh, you know, and... Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to have that discussion without, without bringing your faith or bringing God. Or, so, and and mm -hmm. that, that particular book does a great job yes, does. of doing that. And I think we also need to... I, I challenged our people, particularly in our discipleship class. You know, you hear people all the time, I just need my Bible, that's it. And I, and I agree, that should be humane. But there are men and women that God have blessed mm -hmm. with wisdom and knowledge mm -hmm. on that book right. that you need to be reading behind. And mm -hmm. if you want to broaden your horizon or gain more knowledge of the scripture and just different things, you need to read. Mm -hmm. You yeah. need to read different, you need to be careful who you read behind. Yeah, that's right. But there is a, like you said earlier, Luke, there's a vast treasure trove of wisdom mm -hmm. out there. What you, there's no excuse for you to be biblically illiterate. And when you look, and we're, we're going to probably have to go over now and, right. and go, but when you look at the Bible and how we have, we have it here because of the folks that wrote it and then looked after it, they wrote about the Bible and they discussed the Bible and they, that's how the Bible got carried forward to us. These people had arguments about what should be and shouldn't mm -hmm. be and wrote. Yeah, what book should be in the canon? canon. And, and then they wrote commentaries. They yes. was what we don't realize is there's commentaries written by Jewish folks on the books of the Bible, mm -hmm. and and they tell us what they believe those things meant. Now, are they inspired? No, but no. but we get their mind on those things. Mm -hmm. So before me and you or this modern age ever come, there was commentaries by before Jesus came. There was commentaries being written on what these books stood for. So yeah. well, I mean, you have all this intertestament um, um, literary works that that are not part of our Bible. Why don't you? Uh, Take oh, us out of this I, and then we'll I move am. over trying, to the next one. I want to right talk now. about that in the next one. <laughs> if you'll let me finish do what it I'm then. saying, I'm going to do that. <laughs> but um, so We're going to wrap up this gonna, section <laughs> and we're going to go to part two. This is the only, over. this is what happens when all of us are related <laughs> and when we're doing all this. But but we do. I do want to, um, I was going to, because we were talking about um, resources and I have an old resources and I'm lucky that um, I have a vast treasure trove of dad's library <laughs> that I can pick through right. when I'm looking for some material and all of his stuff's old. I'm introducing him I'm to, the, to the new <laughs> stuff. But um, so this is Hallie's, is that Hallie or Haley? Haley. Haley's Bible handbook and um, it's old. And um, I was looking for a date here. I mean, it's like it's in it's written in Greek. Yes. 1962 was the 23rd edition. So it was already <laughs> old in 1962. But um, it, the, there's this portion of it that's Christ is the, is the center and heart of the Bible. And um, it says, it, it, gets, it gets into a lot of stuff, but it says, um, 
It is a glorious thing to be a Christian, the most exalted privilege of mankind, to accept Christ as Savior, Lord, and Master, and to strive sincerely and devotedly to follow the, in the way of life, which is taught and is certainly by far the most reasonable and most satisfactory way to live. It means peace, peace of mind, contentment of heart, forgiveness, happiness, hope, life, life here and now, and life abundant, life that shall never end. How can anyone be so blind or so dumb as to go through life and face death without the Christian hope? Apart from Christ, what is there and what that can there be for either this world or the next? And that is what the Bible gives us. Mm -hmm. You know, that hope, that consistent hope from beginning to end that, that if you take it and study it and understand it and use those extra tools and resources, it is there to help you have a life more abundant. So we're, we have more conversation about scripture because there is a lot to get into with as far as how it was compiled mm -hmm. and why it was compiled and what was what's not in it that could have been in it were right. it not for the inspiration of God. So we'll get into that in our next episode and we will um, see you then. Do let us know. We are still looking for questions that we can discuss, that we can talk about during our roundtable that's going to be kind of our... Uh, mid-season um, stopping point. So send those uh, questions to abcworth1 at gmail.com and we look forward to seeing and hearing more about Scripture next week.